This is Pastor Jared Pollard, and you're listening to the ALC Daily Podcast. At Abundant Life Church, we believe that every person needs community that leads to encounters that causes growth. Join us as we dive into Scripture, share testimonies, and learn to become the hands and feet of Jesus in our everyday lives. Good morning and welcome to the ALC Daily Podcast. My name is Pastor Jared Pollard. And this is Pastor Benjamin Davis. Changed it up. I wanted to see what your response was. It was a much slower pace. Yeah, it's a little slower. It is. I feel a little slower today. I'm a little, little I am tired. slower today. Yeah, it yeah. happens. All right. Uh, we, I actually, my wife always makes fun of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't wake up when our baby cries at night. Uh, it's, it's, I never did either. And it's not out of choice. It's not mm-hmm. like I'm going to sleep through this. Uh, yeah. There's no way you're going to get me out of bed. But we uh, we moved her to the crib for the first time last mm-hmm. night. How'd that go? Uh, I woke up to her crying. Oh, isn't that weird? From the crib? Yeah. Is so that right? I woke up from the other room, but when she's in the same room, I don't know. Maybe maybe she never reaches a full cry when she was in the room. I Here's the question: Is of course I didn't have to get up, and you know I, I can't do anything for her in the middle of the night. Is it biological that the mom? wakes up to the baby's cry. Yeah, there's something chemical there. It, or, or is it just conditioning? Uh, I think there's something you chemical think that, there. You think it's chemical. Uh, yeah, that, there's, uh, there's, a, there's a hormone in there that makes them more attentive, I think. Okay. Yeah, All that's, right. my, that's just my thought process. It could be. Because that's some pretty fast conditioning. Yeah, it would be fast conditioning. Yeah. That's true. That's right. So we we so our we're not is, we're not really psychologists. But, we don't know for sure. But we, that's our that's our that, attempt. That's a male's perspective. That's right. Uh, a female's perspective might be different. Please don't send any negative feedback. <laughs> if you want to, uh, you can email Pastor Ben at uh, Ben at alcspringfield.com. Thank yeah, that's you very right. Much. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, all right. Here we go. Uh, we're going to continue to talking about overcoming doubts. Uh huh. And today we want to talk about how it is required, mm. not optional. If you want to overcome your doubts, don't, you cuss, m- don't cuss at me. <laughs> don't use that word at me. You can't say require. Require. That's, that's a cuss word. It is not optional, but required to speak what God gives you. It, it, it's, mm. it, you have to. Mm. It's, it's not, there's nobody that overcomes their doubts that... Um, can skip this step. Mm. Uh, it, it's a it's a strange thing. It's like it's almost like you must learn addition before you learn algebra. Mm. I mean, it, it's yeah. a, or mul- addition. You can't learn multiplication without learning addition. It's been yeah. a while since I did those classes, <laughs> but but you th- these things are required. Yeah. So this one's required. You must speak what God gives you. Now, in First Kings seventeen one, I'm going to read uh, where now Elijah said to Ahab. Mm. As the Lord, the God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there shall neither dew nor rain these years except by my word. Hmm. And so he was speaking what God gave him. Okay. And so uh, now the problem that we have today, some, let's see, when, how did, when did Elijah live? That would have been, um, uh, let's see, Moses was... 1500 BC. Mm-hmm. So come forward to David was a thousand, I think, BC. And so Elijah would have been about 700 BC. Mm-hmm. Is that, that right? about right. So that'd be 2700 years ago. <laughs> right? It's a long time. Is that okay? So 2700 yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to guesstimate that Elijah was about 2700 years ago. The problem we have is that we think of Elijah as this bigger-than-life guy who could do that. 
instead of seeing it as a model for ourselves, that we can do that. Um, and so, but Jesus basically made it clear we can do that. Um, yeah. Little, little longer. Oh, was little born longer. at 900 BC. 900. Mm-hmm. I missed it by a little bit. So, mm-hmm. so he's. So we're we're really looking at 1900 uh, years ish. Then, right? No, no 29. 29. 2900 years. Mm-hmm. I said 27. Uh-huh. I just, just a little. I was 200 years off. Yeah. So, so yeah. So then, uh, we look at him as bigger than life, but. Actually, we've got more power than he does mm. through the Holy Spirit. Wow. If you're if you're a believer in Christ, you have more power than Elijah did. Wow. So we can look at his methodology and imitate it. He spoke what God gave him. So let's let's kind of break this verse apart. This is 1 Kings 17:1. He said, As the Lord, the God of Israel lives, stop right there. We are in relationship with a living God yeah. with living power that does things today with with living force. He That's is right. he's alive and well and he intervenes in the earth in the in the affairs of man. That's good. So Elijah recognized I serve a living God, not a dead religion. Mm-hmm. I that that's that's start right there. Then he says, "Before whom I stand, I'm in the presence of this living God, and I've hung out in His presence and heard and heard what He's got to say." Mm-hmm. That that's the second thing there is. I've heard what He's got to say, and now I'm speaking what He gave me. Now, the you might have heard this term. There's two ways to relate to the Bible. Uh, they're, they're Greek words, logos and rhema. Do you, uh, have you heard those terms? I have. So what's the what's the difference between logos and rhema? Logos is uh, the written word of God. Generally, the, your whole Bible. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. And then rhema is the uh, living word of God, which is, you know, there's that passage of Scripture. It's, you know, specific for whatever person that mm-hmm. maybe you've read a thousand times, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden one time it just, it like comes off the page into your life. Um, and the Holy Spirit speaks something to you. So we believe as Protestants that the Logos is complete and will never be added to or taken away from. It is your mm-hmm. Bible, okay? Mm-hmm. But the Rhema words will always be added to mm-hmm. beca- and taken away at times. Um, so an example of a, of, of a Rhema, uh, we, before I was saved, someone rented a sign on I-5 that I saw probably once a month going from um, Portland, Oregon to Longview, Washington that said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Somebody Mm -hmm. paid for that sign. That is a phrase from the entirety of the Bible. Mm -hmm. It's actually actually something Paul spoke to a Philippian jailer. Mm -hmm. And when the moment came for my salvation, that sign became my rhema. Mm. God spoke to me, do you believe in me? That mm. sign was the only scripture I knew. Believe mm. on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Mm. Now I've got a rhema to respond to God and say, yes. That's awesome. I believe I believe in you. That's awesome. See, so that rhema got me saved. Mm. Okay. And that rhema can also create a miracle healing. That mm-hmm. rhema can move a mountain. It give can you change, direction. Give you direction. Yeah. You won't find in the in the Bible anywhere that says Ben Davis should move to Springfield, Missouri. And, <laughs> right. But I can get a rhema yeah, that, that says that. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so that's, that's the rhema thought process. So Elijah had a rhema because he, he had been standing before the Lord. You know, I believe that the, probably the most important thing for 
a, a, a Christian is to spend time standing before the Lord. Mm. Because that's where you're going to get your rhema. That's right. And a rhema is what creates faith. That's if you right. want more faith, you have to spend time hanging out before the Lord. That's right. How, how do you hang out before the Lord? Man, read your read your Bible. Read your Bible. Absolutely. Get in there. Um, read the parts you like. Read the parts you don't like. Everything in between. Uh, and God will start speaking to you. At our small group this morning, we talked about reading the Bible through in a year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you read your Bible. Praying. Worship services, mm-hmm. standing before the Lord in a worship service, mm-hmm. right? Personal worship as well. Personal home. worship, mm-hmm. yes. You're you're figuring out how to how to spend time before the Lord, mm-hmm. um, and and so you're going to get ramas from that. Mm-hmm. A scripture is going to come alive to you. Mm-hmm. Um, a word's going to come alive to you. Mm-hmm. You know. So uh, Elijah got one of those words. Then this after you get it. You have to speak it. Now, if you're insecure about it, start by speaking with people that you trust, mm. right? Mm-hmm. If you're insecure about it, speak to the people you trust first. Yeah. If you're secure about it, go to Ahab and tell him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you evil king! Get you over evil here. king! Hey, evil king! Um, but uh, but but if you're if you're insecure about it, what we recommend you do. Is is uh, you you instead you go to uh, a, a somebody you trust and and what you do is you speak to them. Now, in this case, uh, we just had a is that a UPS delivery or a FedEx delivery? A FedEx delivery. Here, crumple that in the microphone real quick so people know what. Just, uh, <laughs> what do you guys wait wait wait? What do you guys think it is? I'm gonna, oh. sh- I'm gonna shake it. One two three. I think it's pa- it's a some kind of paper product in there. Well, it doesn't have my name on the package. So. Yeah, but it's to the church, isn't it? Oh, it's to the preschool, so you know. Oh, to the preschool. Oh, we, we don't open preschool mail. Uh, may not be paper then. Hands off. It's hands off. Hands <laughs> off. Oh, sorry. Okay. All right. So so you're going to speak the word that God gives you, and it's required, not optional. All right. Mm-hmm. Let, now, let's, now let's, why? Why does it have to go from your heart mm-hmm. to your mouth? Mm-hmm. That's a very important journey. Yeah. Why does why does that rhema word mm. have to go from your heart to your mouth? Mm. Well, I think there's a principle here uh, that goes even farther than this. You know, God doesn't speak to you just for you. Mm. He doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about this when we were talking about reading through the Bible in a year. If you look, you know, our English language really uh, is poor in the way that it relates to some uh, scripture mm-hmm. because of, you know Hebrew. So, for instance, shalom. We we immediately think of just peace. Shalom mm-hmm. means peace, yeah. But it means so much more than that. Um, in the in the original language, it represents something greater than an English word ever could could represent. Right. And so, um, but what happens is, is we read these scriptures. Uh, what were some of them that we did? Uh, Christ in you, the hope of glory. What was one of the other ones that we were talking about this morning? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, that was the big one. That was, was the Christ in you, the hope of glory. So uh, that's not you. Plural. As in you, Ben, mm-hmm. or you as in you, Jared, it's mm-hmm. you all. You are the very righteousness of Christ. That, that's also plural. Yeah, yeah. So what happens is is when God gives you that rhema, when you speak it, faith becomes attached to it. And that faith becomes stronger when you share it with somebody else. Right. Uh, and that's just a principle that is, it's, it's a theme all the way through Scripture. Yeah. You never see, oh, God spoke to Moses that uh, the Israelites were going to be freed, and Moses kept it to himself. 
and tried to lead them out of Egypt. That didn't work. That's not that's not how it happened. And Moses went back to his father in law and had more children, just hung out. That's right. That's you not just how don't it hear that. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, we have to we have to realize for faith to be activated, I have to do an action. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so then this, the speaking is the first action, right? Mm-hmm. And then, then sometimes that requires the doing, the stepping out of faith and all of that. So we want to speak what God gives us. Okay. So in Elijah's case, because he was practiced now, you may not be practiced and not everybody is. So if you're not practiced, you start by speaking with those in your Christian community that can join their faith with you. If you're practiced, you can actually speak to people that are not in faith with you. Elijah was practiced, so he was actually able to speak it to his opposition, which is Ahab, and and because he was confronting him, and so he was so he had more courage to do that, right? Mm-hmm. I have found that I didn't always have that courage, so I, I start with you know saying people that are that are friendly. So you got any examples? Let's 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 use examples of a rhema word that the Lord gave you mm-hmm. that you then had to speak for it to produce something. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things, um, my wife and I, we went through a, a longer season of infertility, um, and so we had somebody actually give us a prophetic word first, mm. which was Isaac. Uh, which, when you're dealing with infertility, that is not what you want to hear. You don't want to hear the word Isaac, because you know Abraham and Sarah waited 25 years. Want to hear? So you want to hear some humor with <laughs> oh, this? Oh, here we go. Is during this season, I I knew what was going on and was praying over it, and Isaac became a theme. It, it was like every single preacher, every single service, and not just in our church. I'm talking mm, about you go yeah. over to conferences. Yeah. It's it's all about Isaac. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It got so comical. It's a little frustrating yeah. um, on uh-huh. the, on this side of the equation. And so you know that was not an encouraging word for us at first. Mm. Well, we ended up sharing that with somebody that we trusted, and they said, "Well, you know, maybe you should read Genesis 26." Mm. And he's like, "Have you read Genesis 26?" And said, I'm sure I have, but I don't know what that is. Um, and anybody else reading Genesis 26, it might not mean that much to you other than the history of what was happening during that time. But for us, uh, when my wife and I read that, it came to life. Mm. Um, Basically, the Lord told Isaac in the middle of a drought, sow into the drought and you will reap a hundredfold. Just sow into the drought. Mm -hmm. So that became a theme for us because what happened um, leading up to that is we were basing our decisions on whether we were going to be pregnant at that time or not. And the Lord was trying to teach us, no, don't do that. Live your life, sow into the famine, sow into the drought, and I'll let you'll reap a hundredfold. You went, and the way you sowed into the drought was how? And so, um, just to be completely transparent, we emptied our bank account at one point to go to Cuba. Mm. Um, we did, or I, I personally did a pastor's university. I actually, I say that I think we went to Cuba twice mm-hmm. um, in the middle of this. Um, and you know, we just did these different things. We threw ourselves into ministry. Well, and you loved other people's babies too, that's right? right. You, 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 you hung right. out, you, you did other people's babies. That's right. right. That's right. And so we just pressed in as, as hard as we could. Um, and that's what sustained us and gave us the ability, um, to wait until mm-hmm. our promise came through. Yeah. And just to, to speak to this, I know we, we've talked about this before. Um, but what we realized at the end, uh, and you know, now our baby is born, um, is us having a baby was not the solution to our problem. Mm-hmm. Right. Jesus was the solution. Right. And remains to be the solution. Mm-hmm. And so um, just as a as a qualifier, if your rhema is not centered on Jesus, 
there might be an issue. Mm. Mm. <laughs> it's supposed mm. to it's supposed to be centered on Jesus. Yeah. Now, I don't know if we were completely aware of that at the time um, when we received this word, but we realized, hey, this Rhema is centered on Jesus. Yeah. It's centered on us living our lives in a way that we want to become more and more like Christ. Um, and so if it's not centered on Jesus, it might not. See, here's a, a it might not be a rainbow. Here's a here's a deep <laughs> theological question. Here we go. In that season uh-huh. where it seemed like every preacher took a tangent on Isaac. Yes. Every every sermon was on uh, it took a tangent to Isaac. Some mm-hmm. of them were about Isaac. Mm-hmm. It, it got comical mm-hmm. at the conferences and all that. Was God shaping all of that just to talk to you? <laughs> or did he just happen to position you mm. where uh, that would be spoken? Or yeah. was it a combination of the two? I'm, I'm going to say it's probably a combination. Um, just because for other people, you know, we shared, we were given opportunity to share the, the rhema that we had received. And, you know, we didn't give everybody the context that we were applying that in right. um, when we shared it. But it had power and faith in other people for mm-hmm. other situations. Right. Um, and so I would say a combination. I'd say it's probably a combination mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Interesting thing about that is the rhema actually was what produced the result because I remember thinking what we need to do is we need, somebody's got to have the gift of faith to move this mountain. Mm-hmm. And we were at a pastor's university and I, and it just so happened that in our small group, Small groups. I'm advertising small groups right here. Imagine that. Small groups. In the context of community, I just can't imagine. In our small group in (laughs) Pastors University, there was a guy that Jared shared what he was going through. And the guy, he was a small church pastor, he said, oh, I... I pray for people to get pregnant. I get pregnant all the time. Mm -hmm. And I I realized when he said it, this guy's got the gift of faith Mm -hmm. to move the mountain. And he said, he said... Honestly, if you let me pray for you, I expect that by the next time I see you, you guys will be pregnant. Mm. And that's what now happened. he spoke the <laughs> rhema, and that's exactly yeah. what happened. That's what I mean, happened. so so you, you have to speak. Mm-hmm. God will plant a word in your heart and mm-hmm. in your mind. Mm-hmm. If you want that word to produce faith, you've got to speak mm-hmm. it. And uh, just to take this a step farther... Uh, we're not releasing any names yet, but we, my wife and I since have prayed for a couple uh, who went through, I think, either the same amount of time or maybe a little bit longer, and they are currently pregnant. Woo-hoo! So uh, I won't share who that is yet. But, but it will be revealed. But the, it will be revealed. And so that's just how far a rhema can go. Um, yeah, a rhema is transferable. Mm-hmm. There's the point, right? Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us today. At Abundant Life Church, we believe that through community in small groups and encounters with Jesus, you will have growth. Visit Abundant.us to learn more about ALC and how to join a small group. You can also join us on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. in person or at 1045 in person or on our YouTube with our live stream community.